Hey everybody, it's the Title IX Podcast on the Cyclone Fanatic Podcast Network. I am Steph Copley, joined with Annalisa Woods, who's already laughing hysterically. <laughs> I have the giggles. She does. Uh, Jared's here too. Hey, Jared. What's up? How are you? I'm good. <laughs> Annalisa's good too. I'm good too. I'm great. It's great. We're happy to be here. We're good. We're great. <laughs> it feels like fall outside. It does. We it feels like... 110 the degrees to, <laughs> to really flipping cold yeah just like that so yeah welcome to so like should i turn on my heater oh yeah Whoa. we did turn on the heater did you we did wow i know it gets cold in the house listen i don't i don't i'm not mad at you i'm my mother's daughter and i get very cold and i don't like it so <laughs> we've um. acquired so many blankets that i feel like maybe this is just a blanket fall for us <laughs> not forget the heat right like, let's use some of these baby blankets people have dropped off <laughs> your baby doesn't need the heat no. it's fine <laughs> we are sponsored as always by the ivy college of business at iowa state alisa do it I don't know if you guys saw last week, but the College of Business hosted the uh, Women in Business Awards, and Anna Florzak was honored as the outstanding uh, young alumna for her work as the Nike product line manager. That's amazing. Pretty cool. She has a pretty cool gig, so um, they posted her bio on Twitter, so check it out if you haven't seen it. Nice. I know yes. a couple of Iowa Staters that um, ended up at Nike, so that's cool. I imagine it's a pretty fun place to work. Right? Yeah. I, I bet they have a pretty solid they campus. Do. It's raining so hard out there. You you guys that I can hear it I can hear it too but you don't but have your it? headphones on so <laughs> who I mean who am I listening to Listen, <laughs> do you feel better now? Oh, am I wait, a little loud but why do we truthfully I just thought of this why do we wear headphones we're all sitting within six feet of one another now I can hear myself god I sound good you always sound good I sound like a just a angel mm, something like that An angel from <laughs> a small iowa town you have the voice of an angel elisa mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. as always <laughs> jared, staring at jared i saw that look no i was just thinking about why do we wear headphones but then i i think it's probably just a. Uh, so you can hear what the people hear well yeah the commoners to make sure that people can hear that my voice is coming through well, it's, your voice does sound different on a microphone. Mm-hmm. Like I it, mean, it's weird for me to talk into a microphone and not have headphones on. Right. Well, I'm going to start talking like mm-hmm. this. The sweaty balls. We're doing an episode like that yeah, when we get closer we to Christmas. To. We are. We got to. As always, the Cyclone Fanatic Podcast Network is fueled by Cody Road Bourbon. I don't know mm-hmm. if you guys saw over the weekend all of the Cyclone Fanatics who had purchased their bottles to support our new sponsor. I thought it was nice. awesome. I was liking tweets left and right. Yes, it was I got to pick up a bottle for the game. Yes, and uh, I don't know if you heard the Bloomin' um, Chris's podcast yet, but Chris said he tried the Irish cream liqueur over mm. the weekend, and that sounds perfect for this chilly fall day. That does sound good. Pour that right into your coffee for the 11 a.m. kick this week because it's game week. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe we actually get to say it. Oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my gosh! On the way here, I was just thinking, like, man, I can't believe we finally made it. I know. I was actually talking to somebody today, and he's like, "You really sound like you have a pep in your step." And I was like, "I had caffeine. <laughs> I sent my kid to my parents' house for the day, and we're gonna play football." Can't believe it. Yeah, I'm so, so happy. Pumped. So we're gonna talk about that tonight, um, of course, and we want to hear a little bit about the raging Cajuns mm-hmm. and what we think is going to happen 
um, this weekend. And we also want to talk a little bit about the volleyball schedule that got released. We didn't talk about that last part. I don't know if it was out yet. Was it? It doesn't matter. I don't remember what we decided. But uh, it's an interesting schedule, so it's worth mentioning. And then it wouldn't be a Title IX podcast. If we didn't talk about my fantasy team. No, I'm just joking. (laughs) That and just random stuff at the end because that's what we do. I didn't come prepared for random stuff. Oh, don't worry. I have plenty of random stuff for you. But Jared... This is your turn to tell us what's coming out this week. You did a story today on five things to know about the Raging Cajuns offense, which was very good. I did. Uh, And then Rob wrote about Dylan Saner and the Iowa State tight ends. Uh, Tomorrow, I have five things to know about the Iowa State, or no, Louisiana defense. Um, I have a column about the Iowa State offensive line. Thursday, I'll have... uh, Five Cyclones, key to success. Against five Louisiana. is your number this week. Yeah, I mean, it's just keep it simple, you know. <laughs> Everybody can count to five. Hope, and buy fives. Hope, I mean, unless you lost a finger or something, <laughs> I guess. But uh, we have CF Radio is back uh, Thursday night. I'll be in studio. Uh, Chris and Tim Mullen will join the show for a while. You're going to have somebody from Louisiana on the show to talk about the Raging Cajuns. Meyer to Blythe, Wednesday night. Uh, and then we've got all of our game day stuff, which yeah, is quite which extensive. We'll talk about that in a minute. So um, I heard that you called them Louisiana Monroe. So hopefully they don't come and call us the Hawkeyes. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I did at the very end of the po- I was on an hour long podcast with some guys from Louisiana yesterday and uh, they wanted my prediction and they gave off their predictions. Shockingly, they were all picking the Raging Cajuns to win. Uh, Shocker. And I started giving my answer, and then I, I slipped and started to say Louisiana Monroe. Mm-hmm. And I paused, and I was like, please don't kill me. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I went all the way through, and I was like, yo, y'all can go out, go back and delete that. Please perform me right. <laughs> I thought that was pretty funny. That's but, hilarious. Yeah. Were they nice guys? Yeah. Good. Uh, yeah, they're they're nice. I could hardly hear them, but other than that, because they were all the way in Louisiana. No, when I first moved to Louisiana, I was like, I do not understand a single oh, word yeah. you guys are saying. Like it sounded like they were talking just with like marbles in their mouth. Yeah. And I was like, I don't like I don't understand anything that the person training me for my job is saying. So I'm just gonna wing it. I've always thought that was pretty amazing. You know that. It really wasn't even that. It was just that it felt like I was talking to them through a tin can and the wire, well, maybe you and the wire was running all the Listen. way to Listen. Lafayette, Louisiana. They live in Lafayette, Louisiana, after all. Sorry, yeah, Raging you, Cajuns. You I'm throwing down some stereotypes. <laughs> I, I didn't say it for all the... They, they listened to our podcast today. Like they, They're now proud supporters of Cyclone Fanatics. So. Okay, well it. then I take that back. Um, speaking of proud supporters of Cyclone Fanatic, our super patron tonight is Brant Allen. He grew up an Iowa fan. Boo. <laughs> and he had no intentions of going to Iowa State, but his mom made him take a visit to Ames, where when he started looking at colleges, he fell in love with the campus, and the rest is history. Way to go, Mom. Thanks, um, Mom. That's right. His sister, wife, and brother-in-law all attended Iowa State as well, and his uh, he and his wife and children have lived outside Atlanta for the last 16 years since they graduated from Iowa State, but they're still diehards, um, and they're diehards deep in the heart of SEC country. So as he put it, every Iowa State football and basketball game is an event at our house. I love it. I love it too. So thank you, Brant. And if you're interested in becoming a super patron, check out all the incentives at cyclonefanatic.com. It's pretty awesome. Brant is a, the is Brant of quarantine podcast fame that sent them 
Yeah. That's him? Yeah, yeah. Really? The, world, I didn't, the world's biggest Larry Stacey fan. I didn't put this together. Thank you for doing that. Yeah. I'm, okay. This is fun. This has been really fun for me to to kind of organize some of this Patreon stuff because I'm putting a lot of things together about, you know, fans that I've always heard about but never put names or faces to it. So it's been fun. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. So, all right. Let's talk about game week. Let's break it we down. We open up Saturday at 11 a.m. against the Raging Cajuns on ESPN. And it, it's my understanding it's kind of the first game straight out of college game day. That's right. So. No time for air. Time to jump right in and roll. Oh, yeah. It's my understanding also that it's going to be perfect weather since mm. no one can be there to tailgate. <laughs> I mean, I think that's a very cyclone thing to happen. I will say it's been, it was perfect weather. And then for a couple of days, it said that it was going to thunderstorm. And my husband went into a deep depression. <laughs> um, today, before he single, he said a single word to me, he said, have you looked at the weather? I said, for today? No, for Saturday. Saturday. And? Perfect. Okay, cross your fingers. I don't They're want a day crossed. like today. Wait, am I only supposed to cross one? What are so the you, finger crossing rules? Because I don't want you to cancel out your finger crossings. Okay, you know? well, I'm crossing one of my toes. All right, I think that's fine. Okay. I'm not really sure. Maybe it's like one of those unwritten rules of baseball that we need to search out. <laughs> I'm not sure. Well, I'm glad. I haven't looked at the forecast, but I hope it's good. I hope it's good, too, because I, sp- I plan on spending some time outside. I think a lot of people plan on <laughs> spending some time outside for our at-home tailgates. Um, so, Jared, you can help me out with this, but Cyclone Fanatic has a ton of game day content planned for you. So I'm kind of going to go through it kind of line by line. New this year because of the COVID restrictions and who can and can't be in the press box. Chris is not going to be in the press box. It's just going to be Jared and Rob. So we are going to do a Cyclone Fanatic game day, three hours. And by we, I mean Chris, um, three and a half hours or three hours before the kickoff. It's going to be on our Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube pages. And of course, CycloneFanatic.com. It's going to be an interactive preview of the Dave's games. I think Chris is even going to take some fan questions. And that one's presented by the Iowa Clinic. And then after that, we'll go to the Iowa Pork Powered Cyclone Tailgate Show with Cyclone Fanatic t- Tailgate Show with Jared and Woody, right? Yeah. Yep. And that's on KXNO. And that's, I mean, that's what typically, that's normal, right? That part of it is? Yeah, that's uh, the normal time slot. We are also going to, because we're going to have to pre-record it, just because of the nature of uh, 2020. Yeah. And Hashtag 2020. So it will post on the podcast feed when the show starts. Oh, okay. Every week. So, okay, perfect. Uh, people that are don't want to listen on the radio, they can find it on their podcast feed. But uh, yeah, they'll be on Cakes and Fourteen sixty now one FM. Look at you! I think you practiced this more. <laughs> yeah, I've really butchered it the first time I did it, so I needed to practice before. I'm gonna said. fast forward it so I can listen to the future. <laughs> so weird. Well, there won't be. In theory, there won't be ads in the. I mean, like not as many ads mm-hmm. as there would be on the radio. So you probably will finish before. Whoa. And then you can spoil. Go on Twitter and spoil it for spoiler everybody. Spoiler alert: We win. Yeah. <laughs> before the game. <laughs> um, something else that's new this year that I think going to be really fun is another interactive event for fans. Um, Chris is going to do a, a second fanatic halftime show and he's going to co-host it with Brett Meyer. So they're going to take fan questions. And again, that's going to be on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and cyclonefanatic.com. Um, and that's similar. I think this is all on what's the call. What's it called? The platform that we're using Streamyard. Streamyard, which is what we use for the kickoff party, which I think worked awesome and looked really good. Yeah. So, and that's going to be presented by fairway, Nebraska furniture, Martin uh, Centurion stone. And then 
couple hours after the game, we're going to do something similar with Jared and Rob, who will have been at the game, and um, they're going to do it again on all our social media platforms to talk about the post game. You know, injuries, coach comments obviously some analysis on the game and that's presented by Carl Chevrolet so a ton of stuff to do to watch and to look out for on game day from Cyclone Fanatic and I don't know I think it's I mean it's no fun that we can't get all of the you know Jacqueline doesn't get to be on the sidelines taking photos Chris doesn't get to be there but I think that everybody's done a really nice job of being creative about how to get content to the fanatics out there for a weird year that's for sure mm, understatement of the year <laughs> so i'm excited about it and i'm excited to see how everything plays out on saturday with yeah, definitely it. all right so where do you want to start well we're gonna play football on saturday we are gonna play football well cross your fingers <laughs> the good news is um the, the test came out I think there were 616 student athletes mm -hmm. tested, only one positive student athlete and two managers. So cross our fingers that there's nothing crazy that happens between now and Saturday. Um, the Big 12 released their cancellation protocols. Did you see that? Yes. So it'll be interesting to see. Hopefully that's not anything we have to worry about anytime <clears throat> soon, but I think that will be interesting to see how it plays out yeah. over the course of the season. Mm -hmm. um, but again, let's not talk about that now because <laughs> I don't want to jinx anything. I know. <laughs> So, I mean, the, I think, I feel like I was talking to my husband about the game and I was just listening to what people were saying on the radio and everything. And I just feel like this is going to be the, the battle of whose defense shows up. And uh, like, that's the thing that I just don't know about. Like, and they talked about it on football and random things. Like who's going to be able to shake off the rust the yeah. easiest. Right. And I like, I would hope that we are, but I think that the guys on the podcast would say that they hope that they are. <laughs> <laughs> right. You no. Know? And so it's, it's tough to know, but it's just, it's these two amazing, um, offensive teams about to show up and we just we see who's going to show up and and I think that um I think that they're just a really interesting team because they have an amazing like run game they have like two really great running backs so they have this amazing run game but then they also have this amazing amazing quarterback and that kind of opens up like having a great run game opens up the opportunities for a great quarterback and so um I just think that this is going to be a really fun game to watch and I'm hoping that you know we don't have a slow start like we have in years in past, past right because it could be a really tough game for us if we do have a slow start I'm hoping that you know Matt Campbell has figured out how to get out of the gate a little bit faster this year um in a very strange year uh, the other thing that I was thinking about is like playing with no fans and I mean unless you're Kansas you don't know what it's like to, <laughs> to play with no fans okay um, I have to I have a confession okay we've all made that joke you right know, oh right and I've laughed every oh, yeah. flipping yeah, time. every time every time <laughs> but like no one really knows what it's going to be like to play without fans I think that the NBA has shown that like there can still be a super high level of intensity and a really high level of play with no fans but then again they're professionals you know and and so I think that that'll be another interesting part of it no juicy wiggle right. you know no um getting hyped after uh, or before the kickoff like none of that is gonna happen you know there's not gonna be cheerleaders doing push-ups when we score like, but they're gonna be there i think are the they squad right so you know what we will have push-ups when we you score, know what i'll it. do some push-ups <laughs> when we score um jamie said that the band is gonna be there and the spirit squad's gonna be there so yeah. i mean that's not gonna make up for fan noise but at least it'll be something yeah i guess I, I don't think know. So. 
Um, and then he also said that there was going to be a little uh, contingent of family there. I th- you know, each student gets their family allotment. So, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's it's going to be weird as hell. Yeah. So, yeah, each player gets four tickets. Um, I Somebody texted me, like, I'm going to the game. And I was like, what? He's like, oh, yeah, each player gets four tickets. And I was like, mm. so I wonder what that's going to look like. You know, how are they going to be spread out? It's going to look weird. And they can bring in their own food. He's like, I'm coming in with two pizzas. <laughs> <laughs> what? Well, this, this means I need to plan in case I get asked to go. I know. <laughs> oh, my gosh, guys. This is, this is literally like in high school waiting for the, a football player to ask That's you to, to wear the their dance? jersey. Oh, oh, that. No, to like wear their jersey on football Friday. Like, that's what this is like. Like, any um, players out oh. there who want me to wear their jersey on Friday and then come to the game on Saturday, I will take my ring off. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> my Are ring, you? no I can't even get my <laughs> ring on after I had this baby. <laughs> Still can't, still can't squeeze that thing on quite yet. Um, but you know, they pump you, they pump you full of like a lot of fluids, uh, four months ago, but, (laughs) but, um, I don't think that Arnold would, um, I think Arnold would be fine. With yeah, it. I don't think he would be mad as well, long as actually, I got to go to the game. He would be very jealous. Let's be real. Oh, yeah. Not because some other guy was hitting on you, but because you got to oh, go yeah. to the game. Oh yeah, he cared nothing about someone else hitting on me. It would just be purely like he wanted to go to the game. <laughs> uh, I have. I'm trying to. I'm debate. I'm having an internal debate on whether I want to share a story about it. Yep. Someone sh- giving me their jersey to wear. Oh yeah, you got to do it. I'm not going to name any names, and the chances of him ever hearing this are very slim. There's a certain quarterback from the high school that I went to. <laughs> well, that narrows it down. Whose number was... <laughs> wow. Was it Adam Haleska? No, Adam was a little older than me. Oh, okay. uh, anyway, he, he, he was a number six, and I, I received a... I don't know if it was a senior photo for him or, like, you know, when you get your team photos, your individual photo. Yeah. You wrote on the back of it, number six on the field, number one in your heart. <laughs> wow. <laughs> well... <laughs> Oh, she's tastic. Yeah, it really was. So if, if someone figures out who that is, I will give you a virtual high five. Some people from the high school I went to could figure it out pretty quickly, but I'm not sure how many of those listen. Someone once asked me to wear um, a jersey on Friday night and it made another girl jealous. And that is one of two times in my life I've made some <laughs> other girls literally like never happens, guys. Um, but yep, she was real mad at me. But guess what? She didn't invite me her Halloween party in sixth grade no fifth grade when she said I was her friend when I first started to go into school so you know what I didn't even care karma yeah that's what I have to say about that's that that's what I and so I wore that jersey girl and you wore it proud I did <laughs> screw you bitch yeah <laughs> oh, wow. oh we're gonna have to bleep that out goodness gracious <laughs> this took a turn <laughs> that escalated quickly uh Jared what was your favorite part of the five things to know about the Louisiana offense today my favorite thing yeah I mean not I mean, I don't know that anything was that all, <laughs> it was all one of those things where I'm made like, you scared. Oh man, this just seems like a recipe for disaster. Let me just say, the, I do. The more that I've read and the more that I've listened, the more terrified I've yes. become. I that could just be my pessimism coming through. Mm-hmm. But I think that's the historic Iowa State fan in us. Yeah, uh, you're right. I, the thing I'll say about this team is that if it was last year's team, I'd probably be more concerned. Yeah. Uh, just because of the. You know, there are guys that are experienced, but the general youth of the roster 
and this, that's where even like not having fans would probably concern me more. But when you look at this team and just the sheer number of guys that have played for Iowa State already and the amount that they've played, yeah, I think it's you know the offensive line is concerning, but I, I feel like there's so many guys that it's like. If there's going to be a team that's not going to get too wrapped up in this or one of the teams that's recently has not gotten wrapped up in the beginning of the season, it's probably this one. And I, I, think could, was, I could be proven wrong. But. I think last year, like, we were super hyped for the team, and it was maybe a premature hyped for the team. I think that this year is the year that we, like, most maybe like – Maybe we were a season yeah, early, kind we of. we were just a season early. But I think that everyone's now very cautious to be hyped because we got excited last year. And this is – Jared, you can tell me what this is from. This is Campbell quote from one of his teleconferences over the weekend. But he said, I think from an emotional standpoint, there's just a general sense of calmness and the fact that we're finally getting to play. I think in a very chaotic world, to find some calmness and regularity, which I think we've been able to find the last couple of weeks, knowing that we are working towards something, I think it's just been really joyful. That was from the Big 12 teleconference. Okay. I've, I loved that. because, And now Coach Campbell is notorious for yeah. Coach Campbell speak, and I get it. But I just was like, okay, you know, he, they've – I think they've probably been preaching that. Yeah. That's funny because I had literally that exact quote really? written down here. Yes. That's why we are spirit sisters. That's right. Um, but I, I actually wanted to talk a little bit about like joy because that's like one of my favorite concepts, like joy. And that's like joy comes like as it, it doesn't come and go when circumstances change. And I feel like that's very like Iowa State. That's very like Matt Campbell. Yeah. Is we're going to be consistent no matter what comes at us, no matter what the circumstances are, we're still going to be like joyful. We're still going to be working hard. Like we still enjoy being here together. Regardless of what's around us. Right. Yeah. Right. So I just thought that was a really interesting concept. Like that's one of my joy is like one of my life like words basically like it's something that I really try and go back to whenever things kind of like get me down or I struggle with things I always like try and go back to okay but my joy is never going to change yeah. because my joy is always going to be consistent and it's not um, predicated on what's going on in my life so I really like that he actually used that word joyful and he used it twice and it's not necessarily a word you see from a football coach right. all that often right yeah so, but something I'll say about Matt Campbell that I mean, as I've been here, I've listened to hundreds of hours of Matt Campbell <laughs> yeah. press conferences. He is one of those people that you really have to read the, between the yes. lines of things that he says because he's not going to give you, not going to come out and blatantly say them. They're going to be veiled by his Matt Campbellism. Yeah. You know, but last year, if, if we were to go back and look at what Matt Campbell was saying in, well, you know, late August of 2019, there was a lot of talk about how young the team was and how uh, learning how to win and like all those kinds of things. And it was like, he wasn't necessarily saying like, okay, we all got to pump the brakes, right. but it was Matt Campbell's way of trying to pump the brakes. Yeah. And that's why this year, when I read a lot of his quotes, you can just tell that he is a lot more comfortable with where the team is. And, that's and a great point. Answering Jared. those kinds of questions, because when he talks and he talks in there about the maturity that they have and the um, calmness of everybody co coming to work and all those kinds of things, that's where I'm like, all right, this guy is confident in the team that he's got and the group of kids that he has that are uh, that are getting prepared to play this season. And and that's where, you know, I'm going to write a column tomorrow that will kind of be about the offensive line and stuff like that. But it, it requires a lot of, like, reading comprehension. <laughs> he's not going to tell you how to feel. But if you can sit there and be like, okay, I know the things that Matt Campbell generally says, and if he says this, then this probably, like, means something. 
then that's where you can sit there and be like, okay, yeah, this is a guy who feels good about what he's got coming up. Yeah. Because the only people he ever <laughs> praises are people that he's explicitly asked to or the opposing players. Right. And they're always great. I mean, all the... <laughs> And we always have great respect for them. Right. Uh, they pay attention to the details. <laughs> they do things the right way. They're very physical, tough, hard-nosed football team. And that's all there is ever to it. It's one of, you could go to Halloween as Matt Campbell and do a damn good job. And, and every, every quarterback that you ask about is one of the best that they've seen. Yeah. Uh, unless it's Nate Stanley. The only one, <laughs> literally the only one that I've ever heard. And I, he probably didn't even mean to do this, but I think it was last year. Who'd they play in that? They play Monroe the week after the Iowa game. When, yes. Where he when he said that uh, that I can't remember. I don't remember, but I know that he <laughs> said whoever they the next non-conference team they played, he said was their quarterback was the best quarterback they'd seen. I remember that. And non-conference play, and it was the week after they'd played Iowa, and I was like, oh boy. <laughs> yeah, I'm I sure love that everybody that. will love that, but yeah, no, that's that's just yeah, that was Monroe who yeah. we played. Yeah, that one did not work out. But that's just like how that's just how he is, though. He just is like, when it comes to talking about his team, he is always going to be considerably low key, more low key. But you can also tell, like, OK, he's being low key, but not lying. You know? Yes, exactly. Right. Yeah. yeah. Like he's not, you know, Bill Belichick, where Bill Belichick's going to come out and say the guy is working, you know, and not going to come out and praise someone. But like <laughs> Matt Campbell will he will very not do anything to get anybody too uber excited unless you kind of know how to interpret stuff. Yeah, which makes me, I mean, more and more hopeful that this is the season that he feels like we can finally get pumped about. I don't know. I guess we'll see. I think that this first game is going <laughs> to just set the tone for the entire season. Yeah, because if, I mean, it's hard not to. I guess. And, yeah. it, it doesn't, it, and a loss doesn't mean the season is lost. But right. Man, <laughs> but it's going to feel like I it. Just think, think about cyclone twitter i'm not i don't think about cyclone twitter i'm not ready for it i'm not prepared it would make for a long two weeks you're right this it would, would be a bad year to have two weeks yeah. the first game to the second one yep that's yeah. absolutely right and especially when two weeks right now is an eternity in terms of things that could change yeah. you know because things change so quickly with covid day by day and <laughs> you don't want to go into that and not feel good, I guess. Yeah. Shoot, last week was a long time Shoot. to have two two, <laughs> two weeks in, or a full week in between your next game because they had a bye after the first yeah. game. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, that was not a very fun first game. So You mean last year? Yeah. 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 So it's, hopefully they can do, do a better job than they did with that one. But I think that they – that that team they're going to play is good, but I think that they're going to be okay. Um, this is not necessarily analysis of the game, but I'm pumped about those Jack Trice um, patches that we're wearing. Yeah. I hope they make those a permanent thing. Keep them. Keep them forever. Forever. Did you guys see that everybody in the Big 12 will have one? No. Not that specific patch, but they'll all have their own variation of one. I really like that. You know what I would like is a Girl Scout sash with all of those patches on it. Maybe we can get you one. I'd wear it. Does it have to be a Girl Scout sash or can it be like a t-shirt or something? I mean, it could be either like brownies or Girl Scouts. It'd be okay. cool if they did make a Big 12 shirt where it's like just all of the mm-hmm. the things with, you know. I would totally the buy that. Under, underneath each one. I might not buy the sash, but I'd buy the t-shirt. That's at least what Bob Bullsby said. I don't know that they've, these have all been announced or anything like that, but he said that everybody will have the option or, or that's part of what their plan was, was to have I like everybody that a lot. have their own thing. Cool. 
Um, I don't want to talk a ton about this because it's been hashed and rehashed, but the (laughs) the drama regarding the fan reversal, having fans and not having fans. I just, I don't know if any of you heard the coaches show last night, um, but we kind of talked about it off off the air before we started recording, but Jamie doubled down (laughs) and he just went for it. I think you said, Jared, he was spitting fire. (laughs) And he just, I mean, he said this before, but I just want to read a little part of it. He said, you know what? COVID's winning, folks, and now it's the choice. It's the choice of do you continue to subsidize those community members' tickets or do you lay off people or do you drop a sport? And then he goes on to say, quite frankly, Ames is a privileged community with a lot of white-collar jobs, and you know, most of the people that have, hurt, have been hurt by COVID have been service-level, entry-level people, and a lot of people that are professionals haven't felt that pain. Now maybe they're going to have to start feeling the pain, and that's going to be a wake-up call for some people. Damn. And I just thought that was not something you typically hear, an athletic director who relies on, you know, big donors right. to say. and. However you feel about Jamie, I just, good for him for being frank and honest. Right. Jamie Pollard, champion of the little man. <laughs> Something like that. I, I have said this before, and I will say it again. When the zombie apocalypse comes, because we know it's coming in 2020, I'm going to follow that man into Hilton Coliseum and board up. <laughs> He's my leader. <laughs> wow. You heard it here first. Okay. I'm going with Matt Campbell. Sorry. Well, they can be a duo. I don't think they're going to be in, like, There's dueling one, squads. Uh, come on. In a time of uncertainty like I'm going to follow The Rock. <clears throat> Dwayne okay. The Rock Johnson. Yeah. Guys. Yeah. <laughs> yep. I mean, you do you. I'm okay. following JP. That's Me it. Me and Jared got The Rock. We'll see who okay. wins. Have you seen the Titan games? I have. My five-year-old <laughs> loves the Titan games. <laughs> All right. Anything else about football? Negative. All right. Let's take a quick break and we'll be back and chat about volleyball and miscellaneous things real quick. (laughs) All right. The Big 12 announced its volleyball schedule. And it's interesting because, you know, uh, the NCAA canceled all fall championships. But we're going forward with conference play. Conference matches only from the end of September through the end of November. It's a double round robin format of 16 games scheduled in eight double headers. So you're going to play t- you're going to play your opponent twice and knock it out. Yep. Bing bang boom. Bing bang boom. <laughs> uh, Jamie Pollard said that this, you know, at one point it, we had kind of wondered could this be a potential basketball schedule and he said he doesn't think that's likely. Um, but for what it's worth, I mean, hopefully it works for volleyball and Iowa State's going to open its schedule against Kansas State at Kansas State on September 25th. Maybe the most interesting part of this for me, and it doesn't really, I mean, it's not a huge deal unless you're, you know, playing at a, a Texas or an Iowa State. But, and, and who knows what the fan situation, if any, is going to be. But there's definitely a disadvantage, you know, if you're going to play at Texas for two games instead of getting to play at home for one of those matches. Yeah. But it's COVID, and I guess it's better than the alternative of not playing. Yeah. No, I agree with that. It's a tough schedule, and it's tough. Like, it's, I mean, everything's going to be tough. So you just you have to come out on top. You like you have to be the better team. And it sounds like they play, so, you know, back-to-back days. And then, like I said, I think you get a week, roughly a week off in between. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. And, you know, their eligibilities are frozen. So it's kind of like a what-the-hell type yeah. of year. 
it just I don't know I feel bad for them all yeah. I, I I'm glad they get to play it just doesn't have any of the pomp and circumstance that it normally would yeah definitely I was looking at some of the players too like I think that this year has a pretty interesting team like there's one middle blocker who is a member of the Argentinian women's national team oh that's really cool yeah and they may they qualified for the Olympic Games, so okay. probably playing next year mm-hmm. um in the Olympics so I thought that was really cool middle middle blocker there and then they have they have a right side player who's pretty pretty good um and then I mean they have a solid I think upperclassman setter which is always necessary um but they I feel like they have a good team this year um just I mean just looking at it it was funny I was looking through the players and a lot of uh, academic all-americans <laughs> too which is what we like to see yes um, from our teams but um, I mean just like a lot of a, a couple of really good um, players the the right side player Eleanor Holtus um, all big 12 first team multiple tournament MVPs last year um, she was in, injured towards the end of the season last year I think that they played Creighton in the um, NCAA tournament and um, she was like limited yeah. in that game and she had missed the, the two before that so I think that she has a, the chance to come back and um, have a pretty big year she's a junior this year um, and she did play as a true freshman and sophomore so this will be her third like honest year right of, of playing pretty much every game so I think they have a couple really good players on the team and it would be really fun to watch them play honestly yeah. like I, I always love Iowa State volleyball it's fun to watch fun to take kids too so yeah yeah the thing that you and I actually talked about um a while ago is this like clear vinyl that they're putting yes. on the net that I thought was really interesting so it's like 11 yards of eight gauge clear vinyl which I have no idea what that means heavy um, duty stuff <laughs> right and then they use like wrestling mat tape across the top somebody asked like well, how much does, did all of this cost? And somebody was like, like 13 bucks, yeah, 22 bucks. <laughs> yeah. Our trainer had the tape, yeah. like, like barely anything. Um, and they clean it off after the practice and the drills as needed. Um, but I just wonder how the ball bounces off because you know, like when the ball hits and it comes down and it bounces off just a little bit, I wonder how, how it's going to be different, how it's going to bounce off a little bit different. I suppose at this point they're willing to accept that right. <laughs> in consequence, right. for, you know, against the risk. Yeah. Of but spreading. obviously like you match up face to face a lot, you know, when you're blocking and when you're hitting and just like jousting for the ball and stuff like that. So I think that having that there is going it's to keep one extra step. Yeah, yeah. Just to keep that cross contamination. And I think it's a pretty brilliant step. Yeah. And it's one of those easy things. Of why, why didn't we think of this right. before? Right. Yeah, so I don't know. It'll be interesting to keep track of. Um, Texas was chosen as the preseason favorite to win for only the 10th consecutive season. No big deal. Right. (laughs) So, I mean, that's, I don't know. It's it, it is what it is. It's more I of the same, I guess. you were going to say that. It is what it is. <laughs> but it is because they're freaking good down there. They but. are. But, I mean, Christy Johnson Lynch has gotten – I saw that the Big 12 tweeted this today, that, that she's gotten 13 of the 15 years she's led them to the NCAA tournament with two trips to the regional finals. Not too shabby. <laughs> the other so. thing that you love when I yep, say Yep, I do love that. Uh, okay, as far as our miscellaneous stuff for you, because we keep track of Bridget, our lovely Bridget Carlton, yes. she had a really nice week. She had 11 points uh, last week and six rebounds and four assists in 36 minutes. Um, and then over the weekend, she started again, had seven points. It was a loss, but I think they're actually playing right now. But the girl is 
solid right now. <laughs> girl is on fire. That too. That's what else oh, I was going to sing that, but thanks I, for yeah. stealing my thunder. No, I know. I try and sing on every podcast. <laughs> Maybe someone will discover me. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's a fair career path at this point. Why not? Might as well. Um, and then I don't know if you saw this, but the Broncos hired their first full-time female coach. Good for them. Mm-hmm. Her name is Emily Zaylor. She's one of the Bill Walsh Diversity Coaching Fellows, and she start, She joined on with the team as a strength and conditioning on the staff, and she's been hired as full-time strength and conditioning coach. So. Yeah, she did. Yeah, she did. Get it, girl. So we always like seeing those things and like highlighting them on the Title IX podcast. I do like highlighting things like that. Me too. It gives me the warm and fuzzies. (laughs) I thought um, a way we could kind of sign off tonight would be to give our predictions for the score on Saturday. Oi. We're 10-point favorites, right, Jared? Uh, I think you had to move to 11. 11. I feel like... Wait, before I say one thing, or before you say one thing, I mean... (laughs) Did you see what Chris tweeted? The Lafayette Daily Advertiser uh, had an article about how whether the Raging Cajuns can turn the table and or run the table in 2020. And I read it and I was like, you got to be kidding me. And then I read the damn article and I was like, shit. (laughs) So I hope we spoil their plans right out of the gates. Yes. Yeah. Do you have a prediction? I'm going to go. Hmm. I'm giving her, I'm raising my eyebrows at her. I wish she could all see it. 27-24. Oh, shoot. I know. Oh, I don't like that. With us winning. Okay. Jared? Uh, No, wait, I'll do mine. I'll probably save mine. Oh, okay. Do you want to do, are you saving it for staff picks? Uh, I'll probably just wait until later in the week. Yeah, staff picks and stuff. I just threw that number out there, so it could change. Mine is 24 to 13 Cyclones. Okay. Okay. I'm just saying that their quarterback averages. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Two touchdowns (laughs) a game and their run first team. So I think that they're at least going to have three touchdowns. Okay. I respect that. Okay. Let's see what happens. Okay. Do you have any crazy food planned for Saturday? I'm going to smoke a shoulder, <laughs> um, maybe make some homemade donuts. <laughs> the way you said it was such authority. I'm, I'm going to smoke, smoke a, a shoulder. shoulder. Homemade um, donuts. Homemade donuts, maybe. Maybe buy them. Um, <laughs> Just don't tell anyone. Quitting shots. Because you um, can drink this year, girl. Yeah, I can. Yep, and you're going to. I'm going <laughs> to. Uh, Corey has Cody her first Road. and some Cody Road, of course. Uh, Corey has her first soccer game Saturday morning, so I'm sorry, what? I'm gonna get the uh, <laughs> the Irish liqueur in my <laughs> in my soccer mom <laughs> coffee mug. Okay, my I just have to tell this story. Uh, my brother played soccer and he was not a sporty spice. And one time he got his hands stuck in um, his his <laughs> opposite oh. hand. Um, Sleeves? Sweatshirt sleeves, and the ball started to come towards him, and he couldn't get him. He was like 17. No, just joking. He was really <laughs> young. But I, I will never forget that, which is why I love watching little kids play soccer. It's going to be something. Yeah. But as soon as Corey gets the W in her soccer game, because I'm raising a winner, Heck damn yes. it. That's what the Cyclones are going to do, too. I love it. Yep. So cross your fingers. All right. With that, we'll sign off and hope for a win. Go Cyclones. Go State.